0: This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestelianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. We call them life's simple distractions, blaming them
1: on the busyness of the world we live in because of our cell phones, the internet. Climbing the corporate ladder or just plain worry. All have had a part in making us take our eyes off the things of God and what he expects us to do for the kingdom but although most see these everyday activities as ordinary and unimportant they can nevertheless have catastrophic spiritual consequences in this explosive five-day message of encouragement entitled the battle against worldly distractions pastor Ray exposes distractions for what they really are, powerful weapons in Satan's bag of tricks designed to take your focus off the things of God, neutralizing you and making you too busy to be effectively used by God, have distractions taken over too large a share of your day, allowing Satan to make you temporarily ineffective. Perhaps even allowing him to win the most important battle of your spiritual life?
2: Worry is one of the biggest distractions that could ever be unleashed upon a person, a human being, and most especially a believer. You know, we worry about, you know, yesterday. We worry about the mistakes we did, we, we've made. Some of the things we should... Some people live in the shoulda, coulda, woulda. I mean, you got you to gotta stop living in the shoulda, coulda, woulda. And, and likewise, the other, the other day uh, that people worry about, not only yesterday, but worry about tomorrow. What's going to happen tomorrow? And often these two are related. Because of the s- mistakes or the failures of yesterday, we begin to worry about how they're going to impact our tomorrows. And often when you live in that realm... You you bypass the most important time frame that God has given you, and that is today. That's the most important time frame, and that is what God has given you. You have today. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So why should we worry about it? Say, don't worry. worry. Turn to somebody and say, "Don't don't worry. All right. So, but yet we live in this constant state of worry. Anxiety, that's another word that is connected to it. We become very anxious about our future, about our jobs. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, let me be honest with you, let me be really truthful with you. I could be a marathon worrier. My mother was a worrier. She put that spirit on me. It's all her fault. She would worry about everything and anything. And if there was nothing to worry about, she'd find something to worry about. She'd worry that she wasn't worried. I mean she was just a you know oh what oh what if what she always lived in the what if uh routine well i learned to i learned to turn that around and use the what if thing in a positive way and i say so what if it happens what's the big deal what if it happens so what if, if i lose everything who cares? If God is the God of great restoration, he'll restore those things to me. So I'm not going to let that hold me back from trying. I'm not going to let the what if and worrying about my future and worrying about these things. So it was a time in my life as a pastor, you know, I'd worry every time we had a service. Did the people, did, did anybody get anything? You know, uh, are, are they going to come back next week? Did I I say everything the way I should have said it? Every time a family would leave the church, oh my gosh, they left the church. Oh my gosh, the church is going to collapse. The church is going to fall apart. I would worry myself almost into a frenzy about men. Why? Well, because I wanted to do my best. I wanted the church to be successful. I wanted it to honor God, you know. And and of course there was probably some selfish stuff in it as well, because I wanted to, you know, do well and feel good about what I'm doing. Um but you know, I've gotten over that, praise God. I came to the realization that by worrying um, I cannot change one thing. Worrying never prevented a person from leaving the church. Worrying never got another one of them that left to come back. I found out that just trusting God in it and putting my faith and my trust in the Lord and just turn, ready? Are you all ready? you all listening to me? Are you all, yeah, you, you see you know this stuff but you need to be reminded. Turning it back over to the Lord and putting it in the Lord's hands and not consuming myself with the sole responsibility of how something is going to turn out? Because you don't have the sole responsibility. Remember the Bible teaches us that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. We are not always going to see. We are not always going to know. We are going to blindly walk through it. We are going to blindly you know, make our way through. So our our sight needs to be on God and on the Word of God and on the things of God. And we saw that illustrated in Peter's example when he walked on the water and he took his attention. He got distracted. He, fear came into his heart. He began in a sense to worry about, whoa, what am I doing here? And what happened was when he took his attention off of God, off of the word that, that the Lord spoke to him, come, yes, come. He, began, he begins to sink. And that's what happens to us. When we are consumed by worry, we begin to sink. Our faith begins to get drained. Because worry in a sense is the opposite of faith. It's like the negative um, it's it's the it's diametrically opposed to what faith is faith is meditation in the word of god and what god says worry is meditation in negative things Amen. in situations circumstances warfare meditating in the wrong thing i'm um, actually let me give you let me give you def- i love definitions And this is just a Bible, I'm sorry, this is just a dictionary definition. Worry is a disquieted uneasiness of mind, an anxious apprehension concerning an anticipated situation, fretting about a foreboding misfortune. Now, here, this is good a feeling that something bad will happen or failure. So every day, you determine what your future is going to be like. Now, instead of worrying about your future, Why don't you be proactive today and find out, study, research, look. What can I do today to better myself? What can I do today? What positive thing can I do today that will impact my tomorrow? Starts with every area of your life. Don't wait to get sick to start thinking about your health. People live their lives worried about their health. I decide instead of worrying about my outcome of my health, To do something positive today through proper eating, through proper supplementation, through proper diet, through proper exercise, to do the things that they tell you about every day on TV. There are people making billions of dollars selling the new fad diet. You don't need to go down that road, man. You just need to get some basic knowledge and information that's all over the internet. And put it into operation in some way in your life. Here comes a simple eat less. <laughs> eat better food. We already know that bread kills you. Sugar is poison. Why would I worry about my health, you know, and, and be you know sabotaging myself every day? Am I speaking to anybody here? I'm trying to be as practical as I can be. Because people go through, oh, I'm worried. Well, my father died of this. My mother died of that. You know, my uncle died. Everybody in my family. Just because everybody in your family died of a heart attack doesn't mean you have to. Take a look at the way they lived. They were overweight. They ate all the wrong foods. They poisoned themselves daily. And they died young. But you don't have to go that way. We already know you can reverse it. So why worry about, I'm only using this an example, why worry about those things? When you can instead turn that worry into something proactive and positive and useful for your life today. Most people look at their future and they are consumed with worry about it. Or they feel like it's insurmountable, like you, you, you can't do that. Of course you can't. You know, there's an old wise saying, I don't know if it's a Chinese proverb or where it comes from. But it says, the, the, the journey of a thousand steps, a thousand miles, begins with the very first step. The journey of a 1,000 miles begins with the very first step. So you've got to begin. But you see, we would, we, would rather, we would rather just be sucked into the cycle of worry with this hopeless worry instead of turning it into something proactive and powerful that's charged by faith and by trust in the living God. And, and really it comes down to this. The reason why we worry is because we don't trust the Lord. Amen. The reason why we worry is because we don't trust God. Now, now let's go over to where we left off last week in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, in verse 25. And Jesus said this. He said, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, about your body, about what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Do not worry about your life. Let's just take those words. Let's just think about that. Do not worry about your life. Because he goes on to tell you, and we, we read it last week, who by worrying can add one single cubit, or add one inch, or add anything positive to their life. Am I speaking to anybody here? You see. How can you change anything by worrying about it? So what we learn from the Word of God is that worry has absolutely, positively, no positive effect in our life. Worry cannot change anything. Worry does not help you. Worry doesn't do anything but tear you apart and cause you all kinds of trouble. And worry, folks, listen to me. Worry, are you ready? You ready? Worry is a distraction. And the enemy loves to distract God's people from the very simple and powerful truths of the Word of God. When you're worrying, you're not really trusting God. When you're worrying, your focus is not in the Word of God. So Jesus said, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. So really what he's trying to teach us, what he's trying to say is that isn't life more important? And you know, let me tell you something. And I'm learning this and it's taking me a time. I used to be so consumed about the ministry. I didn't think I could ever take any time off because if I took a weekend off or took a week off that the church would fall apart. Well, by, by thinking like that, I'm thinking that everything depends on me. Amen. That's crazy. Amen. Actually, that's prideful. Amen. This is the Lord's work. Amen. Your family is the Lord's work. Amen. Your house is the Lord's house. Amen. You're, you see, you see by, worrying, by worrying about these things, what we're saying is we're, we're not trusting God. We're not trusting the Lord. Is anybody getting anything out of this today? And it is a distraction. And it will keep you from fulfilling the good things and the awesome things that God has for your life. By keeping you spinning your tail. So he says, do not worry. Do not worry about your life. And that worry, when, when we get into that worry cycle, it brings on depression. And there's a verse we're going to look at, actually, um, I told you to open to it, but I'll just read it from, <clears throat> from my notes. And in Proverbs 12:25, it says, "Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. Worry in the heart of man, worry in the heart of man causes depression." And it actually can bring on a depression. And there are some people who get so anxious. Because anxiety is nothing but worry. So anxiety in the heart of man will bring on and cause the spirit of depression. Wow, almost out of time here. And um, so worrying, who can, who can add anything by worrying in their life? Um, the, the fact of the matter, the truth of the matter, is that when we're in w- we're worry and we're in fear, we're, not, we're just not, plain old not, trusting the Lord with our lives, and with our future. So he says, anxiety in the heart of man is what causes that spirit of depression. Anxiety. Anxiety. So people start to think, I'm not good enough. I can't achieve. I always fail. I never succeed. You know, I don't measure up. I, you know, We begin to put this pressure on ourselves that we should be something that maybe we shouldn't be, you know. And, and, you know, the interesting thing is that when you put those pressures on yourself, you really absolutely 100% stifle, stifle your creativity. You stifle your creativity. Put yourself in some sort of man-made box. Put yourself in some sort of man-made box. And the bottom line is that you will kill your creativity. You will kill your future. Because you're, you're absolutely, totally um, boxed in. Amen. And you get depressed. You get depressed. Amen. That's why you should never measure yourself by somebody else. Amen. You should never measure yourself by somebody else. You ought to just. Look to yourself. There you go. Say, "This is who I am. This is how God created me." Now we begin to set these ideals of what I should be or how I should be, and because we look at everyone else around us, and that causes worry and anxiety, which brings on that spirit of depression. And some people can get into such a whopping spirit of depression yes. that I mean, to put them in a hospital, yes. put them on drugs. Yes. You have to have all this stuff to control you, man. You just got to learn how to trust the Lord with your future and trust God. Now I understand because sometimes things happen like repetitive failure or persistent warfare these kind of things can cause a depression it can cause worry you know which will ultimately bring a depression on um when you're out of control in your life that's why i believe you ought to have control over every aspect of your life and i'm talking about natural things you know you ought to have control over your finances have control over your body over your eating habits, over your exercise. You need to have control because where you don't have control, you know, it causes this chaos in your life. And it can, it can spur on this spirit of worry. We start to worry about things because everything is out of order. Everything is out of order. When things are organized and in the right place in your life, your life's going to be together. And, and, and you, you close that door. I'm not saying it's the only door, but it's one of the doors. You close that door on any... You know, potential worry or anxiety in your life. Amen. See? So, anxiety in the heart of man is what causes depression, and anxiety is a form of worry. So, we really need to deal with this spirit of worry. Like Jesus said, what are you worried about? God takes care of the birds, He takes care of the, the flowers, He takes care of all of this. Aren't you more of more value? Yeah then the birds and the flowers, aren't you of more value? So if God takes care of these things, then He's going to take care of you. It just really comes down to a very simple principle. We just have to trust God. We have to do our best and leave the rest to God. We do the Word, we live the Word, we trust God, and then we leave the rest to Him. Is everybody with me? We just leave everything else with the Lord. So so it is... um, it is uh, uh, very important here. Let's just see. Um, Jesus, actually, Luke's gospel records the same um, verses here that are found in Matthew. Luke records them in chapter 12 and verse 29, and he says it this way He says, And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink. Now listen, nor have an anxious mind nor have an anxious mind. So he says, don't have an anxious mind. All right, so now let's kind of put this together and let's just go over quickly to Matthew's Gospel chapter 11. So go over a couple of pages to Matthew's Gospel chapter 11. And let me just give you this one verse or two verses, three verses. Verse 28, and Jesus said this, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me so, so very first thing that I learn is that the way I'm going to exchange my worry and you know, for a life of faith is that I've got to learn of Jesus can't just know about him too many people are going, well, I know the Lord. I believe in the Lord. I know. I know. He didn't say, come unto me all you who labor and know of me. He said, learn of me. Yes. You've got to learn of Jesus. You've got to learn about his, his Word. You've got to apply His Word in your life. Because when you come to Him, um, it's not just about knowing Him. It's about knowing His teachings. Yes. Knowing the Word of God. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Wow. Can I get a better amen from somebody? My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. So really... Well, a couple of things. Number one, whose yoke are you taking? What yoke are you being burdened with? Because Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. In other words, God doesn't put a heavy on you. So when I'm under a heavy, I know I'm not in God or I'm not under God. I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's not from God because following jesus following the lord is not a heavy is everybody with me because following him it ought to be easy and then you talk to say oh i'm just following the lord i'm just trying doing my very best the lord is leading me into difficult places but i know that god has a purpose for all of this stuff he's putting on me god ain't putting anything on you (laughs) God already put something on you. I've come that you might have life, life, life and life more abundant. That's what God put on you. That's what God put on you. If any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. The old is gone. Stop toting around the old man. The old is gone. The new is coming. All this is from God. All of this is from God. So, so he says, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if I'm under heavy, Amen. That means that I have not come to Jesus, or I've walked away from Jesus. I said a thousand times a day, I got to get myself refocused. I got, Lord, I just cast that on you. I 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 cast that on you, Lord. I refuse to carry it. I cast it, I cast it on you. I cast it on you. First Peter five seven, casting all of your care upon him, for he, for he cares for you. Let me give you the amplified version. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Can I get a better amen than that? Hallelujah. So what is the purpose of worry? It's nothing but to distract you. I didn't give you the Greek word, but I want to give you the Greek word that's in the Bible where, where we find the word worry. This is what it's This is what it is translated. To divide into parts. The word suggests a distraction and a preoccupation with things causing anxiety, stress, and pressure. Can I get a better amen Amen. than that? That's what it means. Divided into parts. So what is it? It's a distraction. Mm -hmm. Worry is a form of distraction. And it will distract you to the point where it can actually cause depression in your life. Because everything gets out of control. See? I I just do, the way I live my life is I do the very best that I can do with what I've got. And I work what I've got. Grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for where I am. I've always done this no matter where I was. When we were in the little church back in Port Chester with one room with noisy air conditioners in the windows and, you know, sort of makeshift because it wasn't our building. One bathroom that everybody had to use. One little, you've heard me tell you, you had to kind of walk in this way, turn around like this. I'm not kidding you, turn around. You know, Michelle, you were there. Wash your hands and scoot out this way. It was it was awful. But that's what we had to work with. I didn't worry about it. I mean, I had the temptation to worry about it. Well, what are people going to think? Anybody going to, st- why would anybody want to stay here? Well, we built a nice little church, you know. And then we launched out in faith and we took the next step and, you know, and we continue from here. And you can't worry. I refuse. I'm just, I don't want to worry. It's too, it's too exhausting. It's too overwhelming. It sucks the life and the energy and the joy out of, out of your life. I'd rather just trust the Lord, turn it all over to God. He's watching over you. He cares for you and t- for me affectionately. He's
0: taking care of each and every one of us.
2: Hallelujah. 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 Glory to the name of
0: Jesus. Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors.